Hello and welcome to episode number 12 of News of the Nerd, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, comic books and anything else remotely nerdy. I am Ben, I am here with my brother slash co-host Jason. Hello. We're very lonely today after our last podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it feels weird going back to just the two of us. I know. Um, The first thing I want to start off by saying, because anyone that's listening to it, I don't I don't know how you think we get the news section, but a lot of it we do search for as well. The bigger bits obviously pop up on like social media and things, but we search for it. Searching for news for this episode has been such a pain because I've not watched the latest episode of The Last of Us yet. No, I haven't because it's and, come out today on the day that we're recording. So And every Every second article is about, like, something from The Last of Us, and I'm like, no, scroll, scroll, I don't want to see. Yeah, so I know, I knew from the, like, next time on trailer that this episode has got Melanie Linsky in it. I don't watch the next on. Which I I think is how you pronounce her name, but she's she's a great character actress. Like, she's been popping up in so many things I've been watching recently, and every time she does, it's, she's, like, a joy to watch. She's, She's brilliant. I've seen her in a few things, and I was like, where do I know her from? And it's Two and a Half Men. Yeah, yeah, I had the exact same <laughs> conversation a couple of weeks ago. But apparently there's a lot of uproar about her character and it making people question things. Well, I doubt we'll be as much uproar as episode three caused. Oh, God. But, I mean, look, look well, not. I don't want to get deep into The Last of Us now because I want to do an episode... We are going to do a full episode at, on it. ...at the end, um... Maybe get Phil back on. Yeah, definitely. If he's able to, like, he's just had a baby. Congratulations, Phil. So we'll see what happens uh, once The Last of Us is finished. But yeah. How many episodes is it? I think nine. Okay, cool. So we've still got five to go. Episode three was one of the best hours of TV I've watched for so long. Was not what I was expecting. Oh, yeah, completely not. Because if... Obviously, if you played the game, it do, you don't see that in that way. You don't way. see their backstory, but that's that's the thing is that TV and games are completely different mediums, and you've got to approach them differently. Like I saw some people that they were saying, "Well, that's not what happens. What happens should be that you have to go to the school and you have to uh, you, you you find the first bloater zombie there, and you <laughs> get have to go there to get the battery." Like, do you really want this program? To be like a series of go and fetch this item quests, like a video <laughs> game is. Do you want it to just be the video game because in live action? Exactly. That's what mo- most missions on most games are like, escort missions or go and fetch missions. And that's fine in a game. Do you want an hour of TV to be escort the really slow walking person 6,000 miles just to get a couple of coins? I think we all know what their real issue was and it wasn't that it didn't stick closely enough to the games. I think that's people's excuse to complain. Yeah, I saw I I saw someone someone's text from their dad. Um now this this person is gay and their dad sent them a text saying how the hell did you not warn me that I had to sit through this? And I was just like, "What?" Yeah. That's the issue, not the absolutely amazing way they told that story. Like the minor details yeah. in, that, in that. 
Um, but obviously, we will do a full episode dissecting everything. I mean, the other thing, people are complaining about saying that it had nothing to do with Joel and Ellie's story. But that it's not even true. Like, if you can't see how... Like, where the parallels are in those two <laughs> stories and how they reflect each other, which is, like, definitely, like, what, what it's getting at. Plus, you know, but, uh, yeah, like... I. I said I wasn't going to get too far into it. Let's let's stop. We will talk about this properly on our full uh, full series, The Last of Us breakdown episode in five-ish weeks. Yeah, five-ish. So going on to the news, I will go first. So the first bit I've got is Gladiator 2 has set a release date now obviously release dates are never set in stone but paramount has set a november 22 2024 release for gladiator 2 yeah no i saw that it's interesting uh is it ridley scott directing again i think it is isn't it which is is about the only way i'd be interested in this to be honest um but um, yeah, and it's... it's interesting. It's going to follow the nephew of uh, Harquin Phoenix as Harquin Phoenix's character from the first film, Lucius, yes. played by Paul Mescal. Uh, which yeah, it could be interesting. Gladiator yeah. was a great film, really good. It's not. It's one that I've not rewatched for years and years and years, just because I remember it being really long. It's one of those films that I remember enjoying, but I also think I don't want to sit through all that again. <laughs> I'll just remember it instead. <laughs> I think I quote it so much just without realising. Just the, do you know when he's, are you not entertained? Yeah, but it's a very quotable film. It is. It really is. But I thought it was a cool bit of news. I, I saw, so another, you know, film that may possibly get released one day, which I assumed was dead and wasn't happening, which it may still be, but apparently... According to Legendary Entertainment, Detective Pikachu 2 is still in active development. Yes! Detective Pikachu was such a good film. It is. I can't believe a sequel hasn't already been made, unless they're just waiting for Ryan Reynolds to be free. It's either that or... Because I know it got a lot of... And I don't get why, because it's called Detective Pikachu. I think you can understand what you're going to expect from it. They they were annoyed that it weren't just a live action Pokemon trainer thing, you know, going out and catching Pokemon and that. I don't know. I've I've seen very little negativity about that film. I've seen bits, but that's the main negative point but I've it, seen. But it, apart it, from that, it, it is great. It did really well. It it made money. Um, but yeah, so apparently it is you still had in YouTube being a badass. Um, they could not confirm who is currently working on it. I feel like it's just on the back burner, but that base seems to still. Ryan Reynolds is in so much at the minute. Yeah, uh, the Pokemon company declined to comment. So this was uh, Polygon dot com that uh, okay that have uh, put this article out. So Legendary Entertainment said it's still in active development. The Pokemon company just declined to comment. But you could do so many films. Like it doesn't even have to be Detective Pikachu too. Just just do... Pokemon. Another film in in like in the same style, like another live action Pokemon film. Yeah, like one where they are just trainers in a battle, like live action. I I, I can't I don't get why they haven't done a series yet. Probably really expensive. Probably, but I think it'd do so well. 
They'd make so much money off of it. I'd sell it to Disney. They'd, they'd do one on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> and they throw all the money at Disney Plus shows. Um, another movie side is I Know What You Did Last Summer sequel is in the works with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. in Talks to Return. Oh, which I didn't, I didn't expect to ever hear anything about this movie ever again. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not not particularly a fan of the first one. I, I preferred Scream, which there's another Scream film coming out. Yeah, there is, which looks great. Obviously, today we are going to be talking about the DC slate. Yeah, so the newly announced DC films is our, our main topic. I've got some I've got some new stories about the other DC films that are coming, if you want to talk about those. Well, I'm just hoping you haven't got this, because I never have DC news, so I'm excited that I've got this and I get to say it first. Go on, then. So the Batman spin-off, Penguin Show, has had its episode count revealed by Colin Farrell. And what does Colin Farrell say? So it annoys me a bit that Colin Farrell is Penguin, because... He was great in the Batman. Yeah, I know. I know, but don't like him. He's great in everything he's in. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, so he said it's going to be an eight-part thing around Oz's rise to power, filling that power vacuum created when Falcone was killed. Yeah, sounds great. So when do you know when this interview was? Is this still happening I guess so because they're still doing, they're still keeping Pattinson's Batman, so there's no reason to cancel this. I haven't got a when this was, this interview was, but the actual news article was published four hours ago. Okay. And then, not really news, but I thought it was quite interesting. It was a news article I saw, but it's not really news, but I thought it was interesting. Okay. So. MCU fans um, have been discussing which characters lived the most traumatic life. So this has been a very high thread on Reddit. And oh, this, this discussion happens like every other day. And everyone, it's, it's Thor, isn't it? Everyone says Thor. That's well, it. well, they've, they've accumulated the answers and, you know, brought out the top five of what people are saying. So the top choices are Scarlet Witch, I agree, Bucky Barnes, Black Widow, Thor, and Star-Lord. Um, other favourite picks were Moon Knight and Nebula. Okay. I don't I don't know why you picked Moon Knight. Stephen Grant didn't know what were happening. Yeah, but they didn't say who's got the most traumatic memories. They said who's <laughs> well, had the most well, traumatic yeah. life. Well, yeah. Um, I definitely agree with Scarlet Witch, though. I think... She- Definitely the most traumatic life yeah. we, through the through the MCU that we've seen. Yeah, growing up in a war zone, falling in love, like, having, watching him be, being experimented on, being with Vision, having to kill him, and then watch him die again. And yeah, just going off the rails. Um, but I thought it was an interesting conversation. You're in, right. It's not news. <laughs> it's not news, no, but I thought it was interesting and this is the place to do it, I thought. So, in terms of gaming, Sonic the Hedgehog is apparently the most Googled video game character in every single US state except Florida. Okay. So, I saw this and I thought... It, I just found it really funny that the fact that in every single state, Sonic is the most Googled video game character. Because I just would not have thought it. 
I, I, I don't know. I, I have nothing to say. What? I, okay. That'll do. I just thought <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that in every state apart from Florida. I mean, yeah, I guess someone had to. So come on, then. Who's the most googled video game character in Florida? Mario. Okay. Which makes yeah. more sense? I thought that like that makes more sense to me, like Mario or Pikachu, because anyone people that don't game know who they are. Yeah, people who don't game know who Sonic is. No, they think he's Lilo and Stitch. Anyway, have you got any more news? Yeah, I do. Do you want to do it? Because I have one more thing to mention, but I'll do it after. One of the games that we talked about on last episode uh, looking forward to was Jedi Survivor. Yep. Is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been pushed back. I think it's only by like six weeks. Uh, but that's been pushed back slightly, I... which I'm I'm fine with, you know... it. I never have an issue with big games getting pushed back slightly because it means they've obviously found a bug that they don't want to put out. A yeah. Of, there's obviously other reasons. I would much rather them take their time with these games and put them out when they're ready rather than putting them out broken and then having to push out patches further down the line to, to fix whatever. So, yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, I think like, yeah. Like, like Cyberpunk, it were in, devel- in development for ages and then they released it and it was literally unplayable Yeah, for the good part of a year. Whereas they could have just said to the community, I'm sorry, it is just not re- pl- ready yet. Um, and then release it when it was. Do you know what I mean? Instead, yeah. it got a massively bad name because they released it too early. Another game that we were looking forward to is Wolverine. Yes. And rumours are that it will be M-rated, which... Okay. You you would you would hope for for a Wolverine game? Yeah. I saw people... I saw some people saying, like, they'd never put out an M-rated Marvel game because it wouldn't sell. But I think people see games differently. I mean, from my experience playing online games... Parents seem more than happy for their kids to be playing rated games. Like the the, the amount of twelve year olds on GTA. It's it's the twelve year olds on GTA that are flying around on the hover bikes just shooting you every two seconds when you try to do that. a mission. I hate it's that so much. Thing. It's the reason I'm, I stopped playing. I'm just trying to transport my weapons. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing anything illegal, okay? Um, the other thing is that it is expected to be semi-open world. Oh, so cool. not fully open world like Spider-Man, but semi-open world. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so less. Um, what's the word? Linear, I guess. Probably like a bit like I know we're talking about Dragon Age Origins. Yeah. It's semi-open world, but once you get to a place, it is it is very linear. Right. Yeah. Um, like you can choose where you go, but then once you're at that place, it's very linear. Um, I'm excited for that. Like, and M rated, of course, it needs to be. Who doesn't want to watch you just slice a guy into three pieces? Yeah, I think chances are it'll be M rated. Did you ever play the Deadpool game? That was fun. I don't think I did. No. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's definitely worth a play. What was it on? I played it on PS3. I think. 
we know that we know that good Wolverine games are possible because the game that came out alongside I don't think it, it wasn't a direct adaptation, but the game that came out alongside uh X Men Origins Wolverine was really good. It was better yeah. than the film. Yeah, that was really good. And that was that was obviously a linear, very linear game. Yeah, and I'd say I don't, mm, was it M rated? I don't know. I can't like, remember. Th- there was like splatters of blood on it, but I don't think you dismembered people very often. Yeah, probably not. Do we know what engine it's running on yet? Has that been released? Do we know? I don't know. Okay, I just I feel like Marvel have got the money to put their hand into Unreal Engine 5, and if it does, then it's going to be way more than M-rated, because it's the most realistic engine at the minute. No, I think everything else I've got is about DC. Okay, so one thing I wanted to mention, and we did speak about this beforehand, saying it's worth a mention, because it is a massive topic in the world of gaming right now, um, but we don't want to linger on it for too long. And that is Hogwarts Legacy, which came out today, I believe. I don't know. I've seen a lot of people talking about it today. I believe. I, I didn't I believe, think it was out yet. I believe it came out today, or it came out today for pre for pre release people. I think reviews have been dropping today, so maybe the embargo's just lifted. Yeah, um, and obviously there's massive uproar in the community um, with she who will not be named, and the links to the game however there's two there's multiple sides to this like i've seen the news report that there is a transgendered character in the game very early on uh which to me just sounds like the developers are saying fuck you jk which i'm in support for um but there's also the issues around it and streamers on Twitter actually calling for a boycott and not allow it to be streamed. And what are your thoughts on this? I think putting a transgender character in the game feels... Forced? Yes, feels forced. That's a good way of putting it. And, you know, it it feels like all talk. It feels like saying, look, we're supporting transgender characters, but, you know, but the very fact this game exists is giving money to somebody who is actively harming the transgender community um and you know and i know she's not had direct involvement in the game but she will have still had money to use her characters yeah so yeah i i i, I, I this and it's been getting pretty good reviews it could be a best game in the world i'm not going to be playing it i'm not going to be supporting it in any way because i don't want to support jk rowling i think my stance on it is very it's a very personal opinion for it like i've got friends in that community that have i asked them about it just to get their view on it and they was like don't talk to me i've already pre-ordered it but then there are people that are very against the mention of the game. And I, the thing with this, I don't think I can remember such a big uproar about any other game, really. Maybe the biggest one would be GTA, and that's from kind of the parent side. Yeah, not 
I, I can't remember a game being so uh, ethically divisive. Yeah, that's a good word. That's a good way of saying it. Because that's uh, that's just what it is, and, and you've got to you've got to live by your own uh, moral Code. standard, and yeah, and do what what you think is right. Uh, but yeah, what I think is right is not supporting this franchise while ever she's getting any kind of money from it. Yeah, and I think I try and go down the way of the developers have made this game and there's so many things, like, from the reports that I've read, obviously I've not played the game or anything like that, that none of the characters that are in the game have, they've all been made by the developers, do you know what I mean? Because it's set, like, two, yeah. 200 years ago before the films. And that I'm all for, if you want to play this game, feel free. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're not going to say, do you can't. But I think the calling for a boycott on Twitch is actually a good thing because it kind of stops the spread of it. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm, I know we've not spoke about it on here because it is basically because I didn't want to promote it in in any way. Um, we're kind of having to talk about it just because it's been massive news uh, the last few days. So the conversation we had before this, like, do do we mention it? Like it's it's become so big in the in the news world. I feel like we kind of have to. But yeah, over the last few weeks, I've been asked by so many people my opinion on this that I'm already bored of talking about it. Like, it's like even if I was considering the getting the game, I'm not now because I'm bored of it. Yeah. Uh, but she will have already been paid for the use of uh, the the IP. The developers will have already been paid for their work. The only people that will suffer as a result of not buying it is Warner Brothers. But if the game made a loss, then maybe it would convince Warner Brothers to stop pouring money into the franchise. Um, and so yeah, like, and then I saw a rumor earlier that Disney was considering buying the IP off of Warner Brothers, which I don't know. I. I don't if, think if, is likely. If, if they did that, maybe it's buying it off of her to kind of get, which would be it'd be great because. But still, that's going to be giving her a massive lump sum up front to. Yeah, but that cuts it off after that. Like that's it. This is your lot. Fuck off. I just maybe I, maybe I know, it would be better. I'm, I know, I'm still not sure I could uh, support the the franchise. Yeah, I just I know the franchise itself is massively important to some people. Do you know what I mean? And... Yeah, and but I think that's part of the reason I think her views have been so hurtful is that this franchise was really popular, especially amongst like queer communities. And then for 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 her to have come out, and it's not just like she's oh mentioned something once and now every everyone's really angry about it. It, it does feel more like a a persistent vendetta. Yeah, it's. I think if it was one or two comments, it's a bit like, okay, you need to shut the fuck up now. But now it's it's just like you need to. No one ever needs to say or hear from you again. Because after that conversation we had, I did look at her Twitter, and Jesus Christ, it's bad. Shall we move on? 
Yes, we will move on. We've talked about it. We've covered a big part of the news. Let's move on to, I know you've got some DC news, so let's move on to the DC portion of the podcast. Okay. Should we move on to another uh, another controversy? Oh, yeah, I like controversies. Have you paid any attention to Zachary Levi's Twitter? No. Should I? <laughs> Is it going to hor- horrify me? Zachary Levi quote tweeted an account that said, do you agree that Pfizer is dangerous? And he said, massive agree. And that that stirred up quite a bit of controversy. It, and I've seen some people trying to defend him, saying, well, maybe he was talking about Pfizer of a company rather than vaccines, but <laughs> that's that's not what he was saying. Is Get it, real. It's, if, if I, what is it? It's... Um, He's been ambiguous. Like yeah. he could have been talking about anything. But you know, I've I've got no love for massive corporations, but spreading anti vaccine rhetoric is irresponsible. It's already bad when, enough. When when you've got the platform that he's got, it's irresponsible. And I did see for some people, you know, calling for him to be fired from DC. Like, I didn't think one tweet warranted that. Maybe if he, you know, if he keeps Went going. on a tirade. I've got a feeling that James Gunn was probably on the phone to him soon after saying, like, you can't say that. <laughs> Pack it in. Uh, but James Gunn has commented because, you know, as he does, he will comment on anything he's asked to comment on, which is great. So uh, he said to Variety. That before you say it, this is going to be the most Switzerland response in the world, isn't it? Uh, kind J- of. James Gunn is Switzerland and I'm here for it James Gunn said actors and filmmakers that I work with are going to say things that I agree with and things that I don't agree with and that's going to happen I don't have a list of things that somebody should say because of what I think and you know I can't be changing my plans all the time because an actor says something that I don't agree with Switzerland which yeah I get it, it's, I I think there's there's a bit more to it than that. I feel like he's he's oversimplifying it. It's not like he said I don't like broccoli. <laughs> you know, like there is definitely a list that he's got of you cannot talk about, mention, or even look in the direction of mentioning this. Yeah, like like if you're anti-vaccine, you're anti-science, and <laughs> it is. It it is dangerous misinformation to be spreading. It's not just that he's said something you don't agree with, it's that he is spreading dangerous misinformation. Anyway, like I said, I I didn't expect him to be fired for this. Uh, Letitia Wright was also um, anti-vaccine, but I don't, she she didn't bang on about it. Anyway, he, he went on to say, by the same token, if somebody's doing something morally reprehensible, then that's a different story. We have to take all that stuff into account. It's a balance. It's a modern world and it's a different place. I feel like maybe he was talking about Ezra Miller there being <laughs> morally reprehensible. No, I think Ez- Ezra Miller's, he, they're past the point of being morally irreprehensible. I can't say that word. They still haven't announced that Ezra Miller won't be carrying on in the role of The Flash, but I really can't see that they will be. 
I saw, I think it was Instagram comments. Someone commented on one of James Gunn's posts saying, like, I can't believe you've let Gal Gadot go and not Ezra Miller. James Gunn's response was, we haven't let Gal go and Ezra's film was already finished. Which says to me, we didn't have a say in it. The film was already done, we couldn't not release it. But I do not expect Ezra Miller to be The Flash after this film. They can't be. They just can't. It can't be allowed. It's gone too far. I think that's all the controversial stuff out of the way now. Oh no, wait, this one's a bit controversial. I mean, it's not. it was at the time, so there was a lot of uproar. And I think from us as well, we were disappointed that the Batgirl film was cancelled, even though it was pretty much fully filmed. Yeah. Do we know why yet? Well, Peter Safran. Peter Safran is, you know, co-head of DC Studios with James Gunn. But you hear about him a bit less. I don't think he's actually got as much involvement. No, they, I think he's just they, quieter about it. They just need someone with the money. And James Gunn's in charge of everything. Peter Safran was asked about Batwoman. He said, I saw the movie and there are a lot of incredibly talented people in front of and behind the camera on that film. But that film was not releasable. And it happens sometimes. That film was not releasable. I actually think that uh, David Zaslav and the team made a very bold and courageous decision to cancel it because it would have hurt DC. It would have hurt those people involved. It's interesting to hear that from somebody who at the time would have been a third party even though he's working for DC now. I'd kind of still like to see it. Yeah. Out of curiosity more than anything else. If it's that bad, I want to see how bad it is. It's like Green Lantern. No, I bet it's not that bad. But maybe it was just, you know, they filmed it all and it's not worth spending the money on the CGI and the post-production and everything else that they've been doing with it. So it's like, um, scrap it now before we've sunk too much into it, I think is the general idea. And then I've got one more bit of DC news before we move on to the upcoming DC slate. And that is, in an international trailer for Shazam! Fury of the Gods, there's a shot where you can see a woman's arms, and it looks a lot like Wonder Woman's braces on her arms. Okay. So, it's looking quite possible that Wonder Woman is going to be in this film. Maybe just for a cameo, but it looks like she will be in there somewhere. I hope it's Gal Gadot. Which, it makes sense, because the villains are all, like, based on Greek mythology. And that tends to be associated with Wonder Woman. And I know we're going to talk about it, but in the upcoming DC Slate, there is a Themyscira series coming out, isn't there? There is, yeah, yeah. Could could slightly link to it in some way. Probably not, because this film's been, you know... No, as in could set up for... in some way. this, This film's been filmed longer than than the Themyscira series will have been planned. And so unless we've, unless we've filmed an extra like pickup scene or something for it, but I doubt it. Might be why it's only in the international trailers. 
Well, quite often they use slightly different shots in different trailers. Like in No Way Home, when you could see you could see the lizard being punched by some unknown invisible Spider-Man. <laughs> that was brilliant. That that confirmed it, though, didn't it? I mean, everything like everything that we saw before that came out confirmed it, but it was still still, like... <laughs> still wasn't hundred percent sure until I got in the cinema. And was like, oh my god, I'm gushing. Okay, let's move on. So this is something we've been waiting for for quite a while. We knew it was coming. James Gunn said it was going to be happening in January. We talked on the last couple of episodes about waiting for this news. And it came on the 31st of January. And they've announced that... You know, because they're not they're not just copying Marvel. They don't just want to do what Marvel did. And Marvel did phases, so they're not going to do that. Well, they've kind of, they've kind of tossed shade at Marvel, saying we're more prepared than Marvel were for phase one. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. <laughs> they've, like, outright said we're more prepared. Well, I mean, that's probably true. Because it had never been done before. Like, they've got the blueprints now. So, yeah, Marvel are doing phases. They're not doing that. They're doing chapters. Completely different. Absolutely. Otherworldly different. So chapter one is called Gods and Monsters, which I quite like. Okay, cool. So the things that have been announced so far. Uh, And it's interesting that they're spanning TV and movies, live action and animated. I think it shows good ambition. Yeah. The range that they're going for. They're confident. So the first thing is Creature Commandos. Um, this isn't a comic that I'm familiar with, but, I mean, it looks cool. It's like a, it's just loads of monsters on a team together. It's it's like Monsters Suicide Squad, basically. Okay. And, in fact, saying that, it is Amanda Waller's team as well. Please tell me Weasel's still back in. I mean, it kind of for someone that kind of looks like they might be Weasel on the like, image that I'm looking at. Weasel was the best thing. As soon as Weasel were gone in that film, I stopped watching. So yeah, I, I don't really know who these members are. I've had a quick look on Wikipedia, but it, it's one of those teams that seems to have a fairly, you know, a revolving membership, and yeah. they, they were first created in 1980. So they've had quite a few members since then. But looking at the picture, we've got a mummy person. We've got a what looks like a bride of Frankenstein. Uh, there's so someone. She's, that... So she's gone from recruiting prizners, very dangerous prizners, to just outright just, monsters. just monsters. Yeah, there's a Frankenstein-looking guy. Someone that looks a bit like Ghost Rider. <laughs> okay, interesting. But yeah, I. It could work, and I I like the stuff that James Gunn's done for DC so far, including the Peacemaker TV show. So if he can bring that same sort of comedy to this, then yeah, I think uh, I think there's a good chance that it'll be a decent watch. It's only seven episodes as well, so it's not going to be a huge commitment. And it feels like something that can just kind of exist off on its own. Yeah. If it works, they'll tie it into the bigger picture. If it doesn't work, then you'd never have to hear from them again. Next up is another series, another TV series. This one's live action. Was the other one animated? 
Yeah, yeah, that one's oh, animated. Okay. Creature, what was it? Creature Commandos is animated. Oh, okay, never mind then. In live action, uh, Viola Davis is returning as Amanda Waller for the series Waller. Okay. They're really going hard on Amanda Waller. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I think she, she works as just a, a shady government agent that pops up in various projects. But I don't, I really don't see the need for a TV show about her. Uh, Neither do I. It looks like it's going to be a bit of a Peacemaker sequel. The the little bit of synopsis that DC have put out says, starring Viola Davis, this series features Team Peacemaker and will be written by Crystal Henry, who wrote Watchmen, uh, the series, I guess, and Jeremy Carver, Supernatural. Okay. I never got into Supernatural, but Watchmen was very, very well received. Uh, And the Peacemaker show's fun. I've not actually watched any of them. Have you not watched Peacemaker? No. I think you'd like it. Have you at least seen the opening credits? Nope. Right now, go on YouTube and search Peacemaker opening credits. And then I'm going to cut this bit out and then cut to your reaction. What did I just watch? It's great, isn't it? (laughs) What? Do you know what? If John Cena comes back to WWE, if that's not his intro, <laughs> I'm going to be pissed off. Why was there so much gyrating? That was yeah, not okay. It's just like the weirdest dancing I've ever that was, seen. That was just not okay. Yeah, because his muscles prohibit it, that kind of movement. Yeah, he can't be very flexible, can he? No. Oh... I'm never going to get that time back. <laughs> Does that not make you want to watch it? A little bit. <laughs> it also makes me want to wake up. Jesus Christ. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a few things that make me interested in the Amanda Waller show, but Amanda Waller isn't particularly one of them. I mean, she's a little bit badass, but... Yeah, I just don't feel like she's interesting enough to base a show around. Maybe they kill her off in the first episode. And it's, it's about trying to find out who killed her. I don't think that... That'd be exciting. I don't think that'll be what it is. Uh, so the first movie of uh, Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters, is uh, the superhero himself, Superman Legacy. Superman Legacy is promising to be a more faithful adaption of Superman. Uh, a more... you know, We've been saying for... A long time that Superman should be more hopeful and less gritty, and I fully expect that's what this will be. And also less of a wet wipe. Like every Superman movie since the originals, he's just been so bland and also just a psychotic, whiny little bitch. I mean, you say every Superman movie, I think you're only. Really describing Man of Steel? And Batman vs Superman. Uh, Yeah, I suppose that's a Superman movie. Do you know what I mean, though? It's half a Superman movie. He was emotionless at the same time as being whiny. Like, I just don't want that. I want him to have normal emotion, like, show his normal person side. Also, in the Superman movie, he's hardly got any Clark Kent, as in him showing him as a... 
I'm doing air quotes for people that can't see. Normal person. Yeah, well, this film is apparently going to be focusing on him as a young reporter working at the Daily Planet. It's going to be written by James Gunn. I think it's expected that it will probably be directed by James Gunn as well. Hopefully. Uh, and this is coming out July 2025. Um, is that the first movie? So that's the first movie from Jesus this slate, yeah. Christ. Well, how, how long do you think movies take to get made? Like, it's it's not been written yet. I think he started writing it. What was interesting was James Gunn put a poll on Twitter the other day saying, should Superman have his red trunks or not? Yeah. What would you say? No. Well, you're wrong. That's fine. <laughs> You're wrong, and that's okay, but you are wrong. Yeah. Um, it was So the results of the poll were like a 60-40 split, 60% saying yes, which I agree. Like, it just, I don't know, it, it looks weird without the red trunks, like when it's just like a fully blue. I don't want, no, I don't want a fully blue, but I don't want the red trunks. I want them to kind of redesign, with it still being Superman suit, I want them to redesign it, make it, do you know, with James Gunn there, make it into their vision. Yeah. For I want his suit to display the personality they want to put across. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think that needs to have the red trunks then. Like, the Flash suit needs redesigning because it looks like it's made out of metal. It probably is made out of metal. Yeah, I find the Flash suit... I think the best Flash suit was, like, early in the Flash TV show. As the Flash TV show's gone on, I think the suits got worse. The, the, the most recent one looks like it's made out of velvet or something. Yeah, but it still loads better than the cinematic suit. I anything's going to be Anything's going to be better than that. I like, quite liked the Injustice suit, which, like, is very... Like, all, all those suits in the Injustice games are, like, armour suits. They just look like Japanese anime robots, and I don't like that. I want, I like first season TV series Flash, that kind of suit, but just reinvent it a little bit. Yeah. Make it a little bit cooler, just not looking like the whole thing's CGI. I think my issue with DC, and like you know, I'm not the biggest fan of DC. Like I, I do enjoy 50% of the movies. But I think sometimes they just try too hard with everything, and that's the problem. I'm like, I'm so hopeful for this movie because I like the idea of it not being an origin story, but him not being established. Him like his early years at the um, Daily Planet. Yeah, not the Bugle, the Planet. I always get them confused up. Like, stop with the dailies. Well, I'm really, I'm really excited for it. I think it's a good place in his timeline to do the film yeah it, it opens a lot of doors for a lot of not just overloaded him flying around all the time do you know what i mean for some actual really good dialogue and some scenes that make you feel stuff i think it's what wonder woman did well there was quite a lot of a, a, a story in there do you know what i mean rather than it's all just Action scenes. Yeah. Going to see Batman versus Superman in 4D was the worst experience of my life. 
couldn't hold on to my popcorn. Did I go to see that with you? I didn't see that in 4D. Me, me and Dad went to see it in 4D. I think I went to see that in IMAX. Dad did not have a good time. Do you agree, though, that they've all just... A lot of DC movies up until now are just action, like, all the way through. I've still not seen the new Batman. I've still not seen the new Batman. I'm going to watch that soon because every time I've had the chance to watch it, it's been, like, middle of the day, and I tried to watch it once, and it's just such a dark film... Yeah. ...that I could not see what was happening on screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like, you need to watch it at night. Um, so I am planning to watch that soon. I've heard really good things about that. Everyone says it's great. Um, and the Robert does a really good Batman. Which I'm kind of surprised about because I wasn't expecting him to be good. Why? I don't know. I've just never... I couldn't... Do you know, like, sometimes you hear a casting and you can straight away see it? I think the only reason to that you wouldn't see it is if you... Mine's clouded by Twilight. Probably. It's the only thing I've ever because, seen him in. Well, you've not watched enough films then. No, he's a, he's a really good actor. He's a really good actor, but I think I just couldn't put Batman and his role in Twilight together. Yeah, no, and you shouldn't. <laughs> no, absolutely. So it was just hard for me to see. So I'm glad that it's had a really good reaction. I mean, it was good in, it was good in Harry Potter. That was kind of a is it was a very light hearted character in Harry Potter until the end. Yeah. Anyway, the next project, we're back to TV, and it's Booster Gold, and I think they could make make a really interesting series out of this. Who is Booster Gold? I've seen I've seen bits about this, but I don't exactly know who the character is. I'm, my my DC knowledge isn't great. Booster Gold is a time traveler from the future. He uses he's he's basically like he's a glory hunter. He he wants to be loved and adored, and he can't be in his own time because he's not special enough. So he travels back in time. He uses basic technology from the future, but what is super advanced by today's standards, and becomes a superhero. So he's an average Joe, but blind his way to being adored. Yeah. I I like that premise. Yeah. That's like, the time travel aspect as well. Um obviously can make or break a series, but if it's done well and if James Gunn's behind the re- behind the reins. Yeah, so they've not announced any of the team of this. Obviously James Gunn's overseeing everything, but we don't know the you know who's going to be writing, directing or anything this series. But no, I I like the idea of it being a series as well like it feels like a, an idea that needs some time dedicated to it and you'd imagine over the series it's going to it's going to have him transitioning from being just glory hunting to an actual superhero for the greater good rather than his own ego I do hope if they go into the time travel aspects um, quite heavily they do take a leaf out of Infinity Wars um, Endgame's book with the time travel because time travel is just done so wrong in so many ways but Endgame actually did it correct. Do you know with the fact of how you change the timeline and everything? Well, I, d- I don't think it's going to linger on that because he's not going to be travelling backwards and forwards through time. Is, is, is it just that he was a time traveller and now he's picked a time? 
I think basically, yeah. Like he, okay. and I, I don't think so. I don't think he was a time traveler. I think he lived in the future. He time traveled once to now. Okay, and that's with using the word time traveler. It's like okay, this is standard for him. No, like he time travels. Okay. Don't know much about it, but obviously I'm, able, I'm liking the fact there's a lot of series in this. Yeah, the next one's a series as well. Well, and I think... I'll say the next one's a series. It is described by DC on their Twitter account as a TV event series. So this okay. one looks like it's going to be a really high budget. Um, and what, think like what The Last of Us is now. With that, I think that's what they're aiming for with a TV event. When we get close to Sam, they're like, it's now a movie. Quite possibly, although I think this will work as a series because it's lanterns oh i've heard about this and i'm very excited because apparently hal jordan's still going to be in it it's going to have both john stewart and hal jordan as they uncover a dark mystery yeah i'm excited because it's not it's not focusing on earth either which i think yeah i mean i'm sure it will feature earth but i don't think that will be the only place i think maybe that was the well one of the issues with the Green Lantern film? Quite possibly, yeah. Like the Green Lantern film, the the training fight scene, if you can yeah. recall, that was great. That was a good scene. I think they're just, just surrounded by a lot of bad scenes. I think the movie has tainted Green Lantern's uh, reputation and hopefully this can rescue it slightly. Uh, but the, I think just power-wise... It is a really cool power set. Well, I say power set. It's basically one power, but it's one power with like unlimited potential. It's, I think, Green Lantern. In terms of DC, Green Lantern is probably one of my favorite DC characters. Like the power is just great. Like it is the limit is your imagination. Yeah. Like if they want to make a dragon, they make a dragon. If it's high budget. It sounds like it's going to be a very high-budget TV series. Well, it's going to have to be. We all CGI in it, really. Yeah. <laughs> like They're going to have to put a lot of budget for CGI, but I think if it's a high-budget TV series, it could do it really, really well. As you say, um, the limits your imagination, so hopefully they have a bit of imagination with the powers. That's what I really want to see in this, as well as being a really compelling, interesting story, which... You know, but it says here they're going for a mystery. It says a dark mystery. I've got a feeling that that's as much as they've decided. They don't know what okay. the dark mystery is, it's but the, they're going to uncover the, a dark mystery. It's the yellow power. It's always the yellow power. Well, there's all sorts of different ones now in the comics. There's yeah. There's like every colour lantern, and then there's black lanterns, and there's white lanterns. And well, there's, what, there's blue lanterns. I know them because it's based on depression, isn't it? There's blue lanterns, there's red lanterns that I think are like anger based, I guess. There's yeah. black lanterns, which I think are like the death lanterns. Oh, they sound like badass. zombie lanterns. Oh. I oh. think I might be making that up. But what I really want to see is them to have some imagination with the powers and not just use a massive fist and a, a massive uh, baseball mitt all the time. Like, I feel a like. A ladder. Yeah. A hammer. Like, make a dragon. Right. Message James Gunn now. Anyone listening to this podcast, message James Gunn now and say, we will hunt him down if 
There is not a dragon made in the Green Lantern show. Hashtag release for Dragon Cup. Have you seen, by the way, that, you know, the Snyder followers have been have been tweeting because of this announcement, hashtag fire James Gunn. Like, they really never let it go. I mean, the Snyder Cup is a better movie than the Justice League, but that isn't really saying much. I don't know if it is, because at least the original, the theatrical cut was shorter, which meant it was out the way quicker. <laughs> the Snyder yeah, but- Cut is just longer and more... It, it probably would have been better as two separate films. Uh, on, There's just like more dialogue was. in the Snyder Cut. It's just... Oh, yeah. It was... It, it was an effort. Things. It was an effort to get through. What is it, like four hours? Yeah, something like that. But yeah, excited for the Green Lantern TV series. Very excited. Have we got a release date or a proposed period? I can't see a release date. Um, there is a quote here from Peter Safran who describes it as a huge HBO quality event that is very much in the vein of True Detective. Okay. Now, True Detective Series 1 was an absolutely phenomenal show. So uh, if that's where they're aiming, then I'll be very interested to see how this comes out. There's an interesting quote here from James Gunn on the Booster Gold series. Uh, It says that Booster Gold has imposter syndrome as a superhero. I feel like that could be quite a cool angle. So next up is... The Authority. And this is going to be a movie. So this is, I think, the only film that's not based on uh, big, well-known superheroes. Okay. So I think this is basically like an anti-hero team. Right, okay. So it's a team of superheroes that uses, like, extreme methods. Uh, And James Gunn's quote for this, it says, one of the things of the DCU is that it's not just a story of the heroes and the villains. Not every film and TV show is going to be about good guys versus bad guys. So I think this is aiming to be a bit more nuanced than that. A bit more of a grey area. So they're, they're doing the wrong things for the right reasons. I think that's the idea. And that's going to be a movie. That's going to be a movie, yeah. So it's going to have to be an origin side, really, isn't it? Or more of a... It's going to, a lot of the movies are going to establish in who they are, what the powers are. Possibly, yeah. Because it's one of them when you bring on... no, Like, if you do a Batman movie, you don't have to do an anything origin style because most people know who Batman is and what he can do. He's a rich guy that has no superpowers. He's just really good at fighting. To a late in layman's terms, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't know who the authority is. I don't know what the powers are. I don't know how many members there are. Quite a lot. Looking at at this picture, but again, I feel like it's probably a team that has like a revolving yeah. roster. So who knows who I mean, will be in this? It's like the, the Avengers have a revolving roster, don't they? Well, really? yeah, like, exactly. There's been so many. I think any superhero teams like that. There's just the the bigger names. Like people think of the X Men and they think of like Wolverine, Storm, Cyclops. But this there's, there's still so many. Oh yeah. That have that have 
being classified as X-Men. Literally hundreds, I think. Yeah. Uh, so the authority characters come from the uh, Wildstorm imprint of DC Comics, which I think is a bit like, like Marvel's Ultimate Universe. Yeah. It's just like a separate... A separate continuity that uses the same kind of heroes, but telling a, a different story. Are they bringing in these in? Are they all in the same universe? Though? I believe so. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it'd be the quote. Weird if they weren't putting them all in the same universe to eventually come to some big. Well, I mean, there are things that aren't going to be taking place in the main universe, which we will get to. Okay. Um, but the quote from DC here says DC's Wildstorm characters will join the DC universe as members of the Authority take matters into their own hands to do what they believe is right. I feel like the majority of DC are anti-heroes. Obviously, you've got some people that are very good, but I feel like a lot of the a lot of them, and obviously, I don't think I don't think the majority. Not- not the main ones, but there are a lot of anti-heroes in the DC side of things. Maybe that's just how Snyder made it seem. <laughs> Maybe. With his films. I mean, I mean, was anyone good in that? Even, even even Wonder Woman in that movie was scary. Yeah. Um, I've seen a quote somewhere from James Gunn saying that they're going to use the big characters that everybody knows, which is basically like the Trinity, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, to prop up the smaller, less-known characters. So, yeah, I, I think the authority sounds like it could be an interesting project yeah. with what little I've got I to like go the idea on so of far. Introducing, instead of, instead of DC Universe just all the time being main Justice League, do you know what I mean? Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash... Yeah, that's like the main ones bringing in these smaller characters and people can see them and be like actually that's one of my favourite characters in DC like let's get more of that character let's him do it let's them do a solo film and I think that's what it needs because that's what Marvel's done really isn't it it started with four main superheroes and now like you look at the end of Endgame and the portal scene and how many characters came through there that we that we all love and yeah. i kind of want dc to do the sort of thing and bring in smaller characters but we that actually then become massive characters in the universe yeah can we get to a point where in 10 years time a scene like that would give us the same emotive response as as we got from endgame i hope so this is one that i'm really excited for batman the brave and the bold the reason I'm looking forward to this is because it's going to it's going to feature Robin, which is which is a character that modern movies always seem to shy away from using. I don't know if you know the idea is too cheesy or what, but I mean the comics have shown that Robin can be done well. But the really interesting thing is that they're not going to be using the Dick Grayson Robin, which is. Basically, for Robin, but I think has been in every live-action Batman film that yeah. has featured a Robin. It's always been Dick Grayson. They're going to be using Bruce Wayne's son, Damian Wayne, who's a a much more interesting character because he's basically a little psychopath. Interesting question about Batman and Robin. Yeah, I think it can like cause arguments. Um. Dick Grayson was the first Robin. Yeah. If 
Bruce Wayne died and someone had to take over the mantle of Batman, which Robin should? I think it has been Dick Grayson. Like, as happens in comic books, like yeah, but... Bruce Wayne has stopped being Batman a few times and I think generally Dick Grayson takes over. Because I've seen people argue Dick Grayson is Nightwing. He is. He He's established himself as his own superhero. Yeah. So is is he still the best choice for Batman? Or I don't know. Be, I, I feel like... Sec- what's the second Robin? It's not his son. Oh, Todd. Hmm. Something. Todd Summit. Jason you know, Todd. I, Jason, Jason Todd. that were it. I've, I thought it was quite an interesting point because it's like... Dick Grayson, I don't know. Yeah. People didn't really like Jason Todd. They, they voted for him to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just get rid of him. They put out an issue of Batman where he was captured by Joker and at the end of the issue was a was two lines to call in. Do you want Robin to live? Do you want Robin to die? And by a very narrow margin, it was voted for that Robin would die. And They, they had two issues ready to go based on... Uh, which way the vote went, and uh, yeah, so they they killed him off based on a, the uh, a reader calling. It's very hot. Like I want to start getting into reading comic books again, but it's very hard to find unless you go online and pay an arm and a leg. Do you know to find the original issues where and start again? You 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 can't just like start from the beginning and read through because there's too much. And there there's way too so much. much. You, you you can just there's always reprints of the big stories. That's what I mean, but it's still hard to find them unless you go online and pay a lot. You don't need the original prints because they'll they'll reprint them into a graphic novel format, so you've got it all in one big hardback rather than in twenty separate issues. But I think Damien Wayne's a, a, a more interesting Robin. Uh, he was raised by the League of Assassins. He's the son of Bruce Wayne and uh, Talia al Ghul uh, and has been taught from an early age by Ra's al Ghul. But yeah, they, they tend to have like a, a really interesting dynamic because while while Batman can be on like the more extreme end of superheroes, stopping just short of being an anti-hero... Uh, his son is just much more brutal than him and much more willing to kill than him. And if I'm right, in the dynamic, a bit like, fuck you, dad, as well, a lot of the time. Yeah. It's a very it's a very heated relationship. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Next on the list, Supergirl. I'm so excited for this. Woman of Tomorrow. Uh, this science fiction adventure will be based on Tom King and Bilquis Everly's amazing award-winning recent comic stories and present a Supergirl that viewers are not used to seeing. Uh, it's not a run of comics I've read. I have heard very good things about it. I'm, I, I will read it. I will get around to reading it. It's like I've not seen much of the Supergirl series, but I like that Supergirl. Yeah, I watched quite a lot of the Supergirl series. That's one that I kept watching after I'd stopped watching the others. I think Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow were the ones that I kept watching longest. Green Arrow, Green Arrow just got a bit tedious. Repetitive. Yeah, 
I give you the um a breakdown of every series of Green Arrow. It's yeah, I'm I'm working well now with my team, and we've got we're working really well together. Oh no, now there's this secret that I need to keep from my team. Oh no, my team found out about the secret, and they're annoyed that I didn't tell them. Now I've learned that I should be more open with my team and tell them things in future. Next series, I'm working well with my team. Oh no, now there's the secret that I'm not going to tell my team. <laughs> never, never learns. At the end of each series, he learns his lesson, and at the beginning of the next one, he makes the same mistake again. So he doesn't actually learn his lesson. Exactly, but they present it as, I'm going to be more honest with my team from now on. Fuck off, Oliver, no you're not. Just stop doing the Jacob's Ladder. All the time. I don't know what that is. The frame with the bottom. Oh, right, yeah. I, it's impressive, though, isn't it? It is really, it's really impressive. If I could do that, I'd be doing it all the time. I can do one or two. But after that, I'm like, fuck. I can do ten. I'm not going to prove it. <laughs> I'll prove it right now. I don't have one, but I'll prove it. But, yeah, I'm excited for that. It's, it's very... One thing I think, I, as soon as, like... I think of something and it's like we haven't got any cast into anything yet. And it's like, who's gonna do it? Like Yeah. Especially ones like ba- the Batman and Robin one, you think it's got to be two actors that are gonna have that dynamic. Yeah, and you'd imagine that you know this is a Batman that's old enough to have a a young teenage son. But still young but still young enough to prance around and beat the shit out of people. It sounds like uh, the Batman of this universe is going to have been active for a lot longer than the Superman of this universe. Yeah. Uh, which could make for an interesting dynamic going forward as well when they eventually, you know, team up, as is inevitable. But Supergirl, I, I th- it's, it's about time that Supergirl started to get some love. Yeah, definitely. James Gunn's quote here says, We will see the difference between Superman who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant, and Supergirl, who was raised on a rock, a chip off Krypton, who watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life, and then come to Earth. She's much more hardcore and not the Supergirl we're used to. So instead of the perky, cheery Supergirl we see in the TV show, we're going to see a much darker... Life is pointless, Supergirl. Well, I don't know. It says it says much more hardcore. So maybe she's just you know she's she's been through more shit than Clark has. Clark's had probably you know apart from his dad dying of a heart attack, which I assume will have already happened before this film so. starts. Apart from that, he's had a relatively easy pretty good, life, pretty, pretty good upbringing. Uh, like it says, raised by loving parents. Uh, I think the Kents are like just about the nicest parents in all of fiction. <laughs> like, who wouldn't want to be raised by uh, by Jonathan and Martha Kent? So yeah, a different a different Supergirl to be sure. But I guess if you're doing the hopeful thing with Superman, you can afford to do something a little bit different with Supergirl. Yeah, and you know, as long as we don't. Have a ripping people's heads off and yeah, like I'm I'm not expecting this to be like a murderous Supergirl. 
Although... Just a, a Supergirl that doesn't take any shit. Which, you know, to be fair, the TV show Supergirl quite often takes no shit. I kind of want to see her coming to Earth and ha- having to deal with, like, the male population and just taking no shit about it. Yeah. Like some some guy just comes up and slaps her ass and she just punches him six miles. Well, yeah, but that would kill him. <laughs> she could catch him afterwards. That's kind of... We've kind of seen that from a superhero angle already in, Miss, in, in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Okay, moving Which, on. It's, it's, it does sound like Supergirl's going to be kind of Captain Marvel equivalent, like strong female, takes no shit. Yeah, which I am always down for. So the next thing we've got on the list is another film. It is Swamp Thing. Do we need a Swamp Thing film? I don't know. Do we? (laughs) Like, ah, film over. Unless it's going to be an origin story. Uh, Yeah, it is. It is going to be an origin story. Okay, maybe that's not going to be too bad. So maybe he doesn't become Swamp Thing until, like, the final act? I don't know, maybe... maybe or he like, only becomes Swamp Thing when he's angry. Maybe, like, three quarters <laughs> through... That's a rip-off. Maybe, like, three quarters <laughs> through. Just give us... Uh, I want more... Because there's not much dialogue you can get with Swamp Thing. It's just a load of moans and groans. Can he not communicate... Can he communicate telepathically? Or I don't know. I'm not too clued up on Swamp Thing, but I... Most I of my Swamp just... Thing knowledge comes from the Harley Quinn series, and that I, I don't think is an accurate representation yeah, of yeah, Swamp Thing. Yeah, do not take that Harley Quinn, anything that Harley Quinn does. <laughs> but Peter Safran said that Swamp Thing is going to investigate the dark origins of the monster. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a horror film. I don't think so. But I'm sure, I, I feel like that's a thing. That might even be an injustice as well. What's interesting is, you would imagine this to be like a standalone thing, but James Gunn has said that they want to have Swamp Thing interact with the other characters at some point. So, you know, going forward, whenever they do their Justice League movie or whatever they do, it looks like Swamp Thing could be in there. He's a bad guy, right? Uh, anti-hero, I believe. And then we've got Paradise Lost, which is the one that you were talking about earlier. This is going to be a series. It's a HBO Max prequel series to Wonder Woman, uh, set on Fimiskira. Haven't I seen that it's going to be Game of Thrones style? Peter Safran has said it's going to be a Game of Thrones-ish story, which implies it's going to be quite adult, I think. I'm all for that. That's what I take from it. James Gunn has said that the show wants to answer questions about the origins of Fimiskira and all its beautiful and ugly truths. I'm really excited for this. I just want to know how they have children. Because we never find out... um, Well, yeah. Wonder Woman just appears as a child. Yeah. And she seems to be the only child there. Well, yeah, that's, that's a thing. That's part of the... Her, Story, father, but... her father's like Hades, basically, isn't it? Zeus, isn't uh, it? Ares, Ares. No, I think it's Zeus. 
in the yes. film anyway in the yeah, film yeah 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 so i think in in greek mythology because it's based on the amazons in greek mythology they they would fraternize with men only for reproducing and then they they weren't allowed snow snow in the community basically yeah like there were no men except for for reproduction yeah cuz those men hated that um, yeah i'm sure they did like they hated being in prison just to be used for their bodies. That's what that Futurama episode is based on, though, isn't it? Amazons, Amazonians. Oh the yeah, death, yeah, definitely. the death by snoo snoo stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, if it's if it's a Game of Thrones style, maybe it's going to be a bit darker as well. Especially when you're saying like dark secrets. Is that was that the quote you said? The quote was, "What's the origin of an island of all women? What are the beautiful truths and the ugly truths behind all that?" And what's the scheming like between the different power players in that society? Yeah, I'm really excited for it, especially with Peter Saffron saying a Game of Thrones esque, like yeah. the the dynamic from Game of Thrones being like the political intrigue part yeah. of it. Like, I'm really excited for this, and I think it'll be I think it'll be nice to for it to not just be centered around one character. Yeah, there's definite potential in all of these. Uh, I think the, the last one to mention is that they confirmed that the Batman 2 will be happening. It won't be part of the mainline DCU uh, continuity, but it's still going to be happening as like an Elseworlds type story. Yeah, so the Batman in the Batman and Robin film is going to be different to the current Batman. Yeah. I think as someone that's not massively passionate about DC, it makes me very hopeful. Yeah. To kind the other of... one that, that's not mentioned here, but that it, it is happening is Joker 2, uh, which is going to be uh, a musical starring Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, which sounds mental. And that's just. I've got okay. so much more hope for it than. Than I did for the first one, and like I didn't hate I the first like, one. I don't like. I don't like the first one. I didn't I hate it, but I don't think it was anything special either. Like, I think it's terrible, and I think it takes like away Joker. Yeah, I, I think one of the things about the Joker is that I think the more you learn about him, the less interesting he is. He's better as just like this unknown force of nature. Yeah, he's he just chaos embodied and once you know his backstory that takes that away yeah and i think obviously the heath ledger joker is was is the most perfect joker you could have got to and they need someone that's going to get close to i know but you know there that. are different there are different interpret i'm fine with there being different interpretations of the joker i love the heath ledger joker but it's not like the be all and end all of that character there are no other That's things you can saying. do with it. I'm just saying that was the perfect ad- adaptation of Joker for me, like the way the way he acted and the mannerisms and just the uncontrolled chaos. Yeah, of it, and they, I think they need to get someone that can replicate that uncontrolled chaos. Yeah, yeah. So that was the upcoming DC slate. 
as I said, especially as me who's not massively into DC and not massively passionate about it, it I'm hoping it reignites the passion for that universe. So so like we did on, on the 2023, when we were looking at the Marvel films that are coming this year, uh, which one of these are you most looking forward to? The Themyscira. Okay. One. I'm going to say uh, Batman, The Brave and the Bold. That would be my second choice. Which one of Actually, these? Actually, no. No, it wouldn't. Sorry, it wouldn't. Okay. M- my second one would be the Superman one because I won yeah. a good Superman. One that I like. Which one of these are you least interested in? Swamp Thing. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to say Waller. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, Waller. I, I don't... So Swamp Thing, I'm just a bit like, eh, if you do it right, it could be quite good. I feel but like, the... you know, Waller as a as a sequel to Peacemaker could be quite good. I just... Oh, no, I don't, just... She, she's not an interesting enough character she's not needed. for me. But... She's not needed. Unless they go with my idea of killing her off straight away and the whole point is finding out who had killed her and whatever. I mean, that would be such a rug pull if she dies in episode <laughs> It'd one. be great. Do you know what would be even better if she died, like, first ten minutes? Yeah, and, like, and it could be... It's a possibility, though. That could actually make it really interesting. Like, And they still have her in it. Flashbacks and that. She, yeah, she dies in the first, like, ten, fifteen minutes, and then the rest of the show is, like, 50% the investigation into her death and 50% flashbacks showing you the build-up to it and then... You know, final episode, they work it out at the same kind of time as you see what happens. That would be great. Let's that... write it. Honestly. I'm going to. One second. I'm have... just going to type an email. Dear Mr. Gunn, I host a podcast with four listeners and I've got a good idea. No, no, no. Mr. Gunn's his father. Say, dear James. I didn't want to be too uh, familiar. Hey, there's not a list of right or things you can or can't say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was the slate. Um, very, very kind of excited for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's hard to say at this point. We haven't got castings. We have names and premises. Yeah, yeah. It is it it is difficult to to really know whether these things are going to work, uh, but. I'm interested in more of it than I'm not interested in. I'd say the, yeah. the ones that I'm not particularly interested in, I think a Waller, Creature Commandos, but I'm still going to give them a watch and see if they're any good, see if the first episode or two hooks me. If it doesn't, then I'll stop. And... I don't know how I feel about, and I don't know, with the first thing being creature, the Creature Comforts. Not Creature Comforts, no. That's, that's the thing that Ardman Animations did. It's a thing where they just interviewed people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. put that to stop-motion animation of animals. Ah, oh, that was actually really good. It was. <laughs> it anyway, was great. it's... What's cre- this, Creature... Commandos. Creature Commandos. I don't... The first thing being an animated thing, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like to, to, to kick off the universe, it needs something a bit more... Bigger. Yeah, I mean, I do... T- definitely a TV series to wind people into it, but I feel like just something with a bit more oomph. I don't know that that's going to be the first thing to come out. It was just the first thing on 
So I was working off a list of tweets from DC. Yeah. Which was just giving a bit of information about each one. And the top tweet in the thread was Creature Commandos. Okay. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the first thing out. It's just the first thing in the list that I was working off. Well, obviously we'll report on it when we get more information um, from Mr. James. But, obviously, moving on to our last section with the little jingle. Da, 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 da. This segment is the recommendations. There you go. That thing. Um, so, Jason, what have you been watching lately? So, it's been a while since we've done this, because we, yeah. we didn't do it on the last episode. Because the whole episode was recommendations. Well, the whole episode was gaming, so we didn't really talk about what what TVs and and films we've been watching. So I've watched a couple of really great shows since we've last spoke about them. Uh, The first one I want to mention is Candy, which was on uh, Disney+, and it's a true crime drama, basically about a, a woman who's one of these uh one of these mothers who can do everything and fits everything in and she's you've a perfect mother picking kids up dropping them off doing this baking cooking and just fitting everything in until one day she kills one of her friends with an axe oh. wow okay yeah wow um and it so it kind of starts with the day it happens and then it goes backwards for a couple of episodes and you see the build up to it and then it goes forwards and you see the trial. So it really it really jumps around and kind of shows you everything. Uh, but yeah, it, it was just a really, really well-made series uh, featuring Melanie Linsky as the person who gets murdered. Okay, she's coming around again. I told you. I told you she's been in everything that I watched. So the other thing that I've watched with her in, which I can't believe I didn't watch it sooner because I was I was gripped from episode one, was Yellow Jackets. Have you watched I've Yellow heard, Jackets? I've, no, I've heard really good things. It's on the list. I watch it sooner rather than later because series two's coming in March. Okay. I assume you know the premise. It's a football team on a flight. They're going to nationals. Uh, and the plane crashes, and they have to survive in the wilderness. But it jumps between the two time periods. It jumps between them in the 90s, surviving in the middle of a jungle somewhere, and then modern day, where there's, I think, four of them that you know of that have made it back, and they refer to, like, you know, the others. Have you heard from the others? So you know other people have survived, but you don't know who. You know yeah. that some people have died, but you don't know who. Uh, so seeing seeing that slowly unravel in in the '90s stuff, while seeing like the repercussions of the things that they had to do to survive uh, in the modern day stuff, was yeah really great. Ends on a brilliant cliffhanger. Can't wait to see what happens. Like I said, I, I don't know how I didn't watch this at the time, but I'm kind of glad I've just watched it because I don't have a long wait now for Series 2. It's definitely on my list and it does... With you explaining it as well, it sounds even more interesting than when other people have. Um, have you been playing anything? 
Uh, I've been playing a few things. What have I been playing? I don't know, that's why I asked. I'm trying to, well, so, you know, a, a few things that I mentioned last week. I think one of them I mentioned I was playing uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, the, the big game that I've just started is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Okay. You actually, you sent me a, a photo, I remember that. I was very excited that you started playing that. Yeah, I mean, I'd tell you the truth, it's probably one of the worst Assassin's Creed games I've played. But I'm I'm going to do it. Like, we, we talked about it on the last episode, like I've platinumed every Assassin's Creed game that doesn't need multiplayer trophies to platinum. So I feel like I need to do it. But it's... Uh... Whereabouts have you got to so far? Oh, not far in the story, but that's because there's there's so many little side, quite little glowing blue and yellow orbs on the map that I need to go and get. So every time I'm going somewhere, I'm going off to all these different locations on the way. Are you out of Iceland? Oh yeah. It it gets better once you're out of Iceland. I, no, I'm I, I've been out of Iceland a while. It's the combat feels really clunky, and it just even it. The exploration is the better part. Yeah. Does the exploration better than um, Odyssey? I feel like I'm a broken record about Assassin's Creed because I just, I really miss the old style, really stealthy Assassin's Creed, which, yeah, it's coming back. I was surprised to see uh, Basim because I knew Basim is who you play as in the new Assassin's Creed that's coming. I didn't realise he was, he was going to link into Valhalla. He's, He's a character in Valhalla. He's the person who teaches Ivor to do stealthy stuff, even though it does it doesn't make a difference. So like you can put your hood up to blend in and be more stealthy, but they still seem to see you and run over to you and attack you anyway. Like it makes no difference. There's it no is... stealth stealth in them, and that's why I said yeah. Assassin's Creed games anymore. There's no there's no real stealth, but I felt if you play them as as, as as games standalone games they're they're pretty good games i don't know they're not amazing they're pretty good like i said the but it's not assassin's creed if if you're taking the stealth out then i feel like the comp because when it comes down to it most of the enemies you've got to just stand and fight so the standing and fighting should be really good but it's not it just feels so clunky like the, the moves don't flow into each other even on on the old ones, when you had to stand and fight, it it felt really smooth, and you could chain your kills together and like just really have fun. And and it just just feels like you stand stand and do quick attacks on a person until they die, and then lock onto the next person and stand and do quick attacks on them till they die. And I know I'll I'll unlock more skills and things like that, but it just feels like there's very little variety at the minute in the yeah. combat. So, in terms of me, I got a Switch four days ago. So, all my time has been allocated to the Switch. And I've been playing a bit of Shield, but I've mainly been playing Pokemon Scarlet because it's it's the most current. It's the most things happening with the, the online stuff as well. I'm really enjoying it. I am really enjoying it. I was very sceptical about it, but I am really enjoying the game. And the Switch itself as a console is much better than I, I thought it was actually going to be. 
Like I thought it was going to be good, but I'm really enjoying it. And the different ways that you can use it, like the tabletop, hooking it to a TV, using it as just a portable console. I think that's the best thing about the Switch. That's why I I never understood why. I guess if you if you're buying it for your kids to just use as a handheld so that they're out of the way of the TV, then fine. Get the Switch Lite. Yeah. But for for me, the coolest thing about it is that I can be playing it on the TV and then pull it out the TV and just carry on seamlessly yeah. playing as a handheld. And then I can take the controllers off a handheld and it can be its own little TV. That one of the thing that shocked me is that it was so seamless switching from each. Yeah. Like, I thought it'd take a minute or two when, when you're hooking it up and off the TV, but it's literally instant. Yeah. Really enjoying it. I've got Pokemon Arceus Legends to play, which you said is an incredible game. I love it. Um, and I've got Let's Go Pikachu. I didn't do that straight away because it's a lot of it's got a lot more of a link to Pokemon Go as well. Um, so I thought I'll leave that until I was back home and got more room and things like that and more ability to walk around. But I'm looking forward to Arceus Legends because obviously you really like that. But with Scarlet, I really like the fact that you don't encounter things in grass anymore and everything's just out in the open. And I think that's the way it the way to go now it makes it feel more like pokemon yeah and obviously it makes the game go a bit quicker because i don't know if you feel how i feel but i've played all of the games so many times like fire red especially i can't many can't remember how many times fire red and emerald can't think how many times i've played it through but it's the low like when you go into a battle it takes ages to actually start the battle because it do you know the like the transition? Yeah, yeah, and it makes it all seem so slow. But with this, it's much more seamless. Like you battle a Pokemon and you're in the area. Yeah, you just battle in the area that you've encountered it, and once you've done it, it just gives you your Pokedex screen, and then you carry on, and everything just seems a little bit more seamless. So, in terms of watching, really not much because this is all I've kind of been doing. Um, I had a very busy week, so I didn't get to watch much as i've said i've been watching big bang theory all the way through again because i really enjoy it i know you hate it but I, I really enjoy it i watched it as a kid and got got me interested in science so i've been watching through that you know just to kind of go to sleep that sort of thing but you just stick yeah. on puts me to sleep as well wow really no need um but yeah just the thing to go for an easy a thing to easily watch but still i enjoy watching it um, and then the other thing, obviously, The Last of Us. I'm going to watch the fourth episode. Are we on? Yeah. Fourth fourth episode tonight. As soon as I've finished Big Bang Theory, because I kind of started it, I want to finish it. I'm not far off now. I am going to start Yellow Jackets. And I also want to watch, because I've heard a lot of good things about Yellowstone. I have, but at the same time, it feels like maybe too much of a commitment, because I think the... We've got like the main Yellowstone series, and then we're doing a prequel series, and then I think we're doing like a future series, and that's what I mean. I've heard so much good stuff though, so I'm kind of like, is it worth the commitment? I don't know. I might wait and see what these spin-off series are like, and uh... so you can just binge it all. Yeah, we'll see if I find the time. It's not something that I'm rushing to watch, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna give. Yellow Jackets a watch, especially after your explanation, because that made it sound much more interesting than anyone 
that's recommended it. It is great. I saw a lot of people online talking about it, like as it was coming out, and then I, I've I've kept meaning to watch it. How many episodes is it? Mm, can't remember. It's like nine or ten. Okay. But second season's out in March anyway. Yeah. Uh, it makes me interested to find out how there's going to be a second season because it's stuff like that that's dipping back and forward. Um, well, because it, we don't finish the story. Like, they aren't rescued at the end of series one. It's it's. So they had hope in the series that they was going to be renewed. Uh, they must have done, because like I said, they left it on a cliffhanger. Yeah, well, so did Firefly. So, you know what we haven't talked about? I was just thinking, we haven't talked about um, Justin Roiland. Okay, let me start off. Because I don't care if I'm politically correct or not. You just tell me to shut up and edit me out. Um, With Justin Roiland, Roiland, I think the question is, is Rick and Morty over? Because he's a massive part of it. I don't think he is. I mean... I don't think he is. I think so. From, he's the voice. He's the voices. Yeah, that's it. But apparently, that is it. Like since series three, that's about all the involvement he's had. And it's been a lot better since so, series three, to be fair. What I've seen, which was someone who said that they knew people who worked on the show, and you know, it's he offered no proof. Take it with a pinch of salt. They said since Series 3, he's had no writing involvement. He comes in to record his lines, and that is it. And apparently him and Dan Harmon have had a massive bust-up a while ago and don't talk anymore. So if you think about the the series itself and how... I mean, the last two series are great. There's just some very questionable things in there. Incest Baby, Giant Sperm... Incest mums. That's all I'm going to say. But the last couple of seasons have been great, and if that means he's not he's not really been involved in the writing of them, and he is just the voices, then I don't think this is an M for Rick and Morty. No, I don't, and I've said before because you said you said Dan Harmon himself. There's a series by Dan Harmon, uh, Community, Community, and you feel the the co- comedic value of Rick and Morty in there. So yeah, if, I, if, I've if always he's... said that the all the all the things that I love about Rick and Morty feel like they come from Dan Harmon. Because the the stupid voices isn't what interests me. The nonsensical improv isn't what interests me. If anything, a lot of the improv I find really, really tedious. You know, the stuff that you can tell is improvised just feels feels like a 12-year-old trying to be funny. Yeah. What I like is the clever writing. That, I am pretty sure, comes from Dan Harmon because he does, you know, the, the same quality writing on Community and a lot of the, yeah. You, you, once you've watched it, because you said you've got to watch it, you will understand what I mean when I say, like, you can feel the same writing DNA through Rick and Morty and Community. Um, That is all Dan Harmon. So, 
I think just for people that maybe are listening to this that don't know who Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland are, they are the co-creators of Rick and Morty. Because I know there are a few people that listen to this that won't know what Rick and Morty is. And what we're talking about is the fact that Justin Roiland has been charged with domestic abuse. Yes. And there has also been allegations of consorting with a minor is the way I'm going to word it. Well, it's, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's basically it's, inappropriate yeah. messages. Yeah. It's the way you look at it is he's the person he was talking to is 16, so it's legal, but it's weird as fuck. And it's not okay. Yeah. So he has been fired from everything. Everything, really. He's, I'm, yeah, just, he, trying to, he's I'm not, just trying to list the things that he's been fired from. He's not going to be on Rick and Morty anymore. I think uh, Disney slash Fox put out a statement saying that they won't be working with him anymore yeah. because that was Solar Opposites was a Fox property. Yeah, Solar Opposites is pretty good as well. Solar Opposites is fine. It's, it's, it's Rick and Morty without Dan Harmon. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's the stupid voices and the annoying improv. Yeah. It does have some good episodes, to be fair. Like, it's not it's not completely terrible, but... We're not taking any, anything away from Justin Roiland's creativity in terms of a entertainment producer. Because he does do good things. I doubt the game High on Life is going to get anything because that is Justin Roiland's Squanch Games. Well, he's he's resigned from Squanch Games. So he's literally been fired from Disney slash Fox. Rick and Morty, who is... Adult Swim. Adult Swim. And he's resigned from Squanch Games as well as pretty much any other venture he's in. Well, I think that's pretty much it. I think they're the, the main things that The main ones. I think with. there's little ones that it was here and there, but yeah. he's just left them as well. So... As long as we keep the Dan Harmon's writing and then I know you don't use TikTok, but if you scroll through TikTok, especially at the minute with all the Justin Roiland stuff, there is a lot of Rick and Morty impersonators and there is a lot of people that can do the jo- the voice just as well. So if he is just the voice and has no creative input anymore, Rick and Morty's fine. And if 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 those allegations of him and Dan Harmon having a bust up are true as well, I don't think Dan Harmon's going to have any issue getting someone else on board. But it also there's the fact of does this now taint Rick and Morty? Same was same was the fact we're talking. J.K.'s comments taints Harry Potter. It taints the future of it because she's yeah. still involved. Like, don't get me wrong. I've got I've got the Harry Potter films on DVD. I'm not saying I'm never going to watch them again. Because that's You're stuff that's already towards it. That's stuff that's already made. They've done the right thing by ending their relationship with Justin Roiland. They've yeah. done the, they've done the right thing, so I feel comfortable continuing to watch Rick and Morty in the future. If they hadn't, I morally don't think I could have continued to watch it. If everything like you said, the rumors and allegations of the the fallout between him and Dan Harmon, if they're all true, I think Rick and Morty's safe. And maybe even better. 
Because, Possibly. let's be honest, Justin Roiland is not a good person. And there is zero chance that there isn't a joke about them sounding different in the very next episode of Rick and Morty. And let's 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 be honest, Rick and Morty are kind of like South Park. They don't give a fuck. So they've probably got no worries about doing an episode that is way too close to just... Yeah, yeah. Ones. Like the episode of South Park where they kill Chef. <laughs> <laughs> because the... The guy, oh, I can't remember his name now. The guy who played Chef was a Scientologist and quit after they did their Scientology episode. So they did an episode where they made Chef a paedophile and then killed him. And and that's it's the same sort of feeling. Like Rick and Morty has the similar feel of South Park. I'm just glad he's kind of out of everything. Um, the other thing I did forget to rec- uh, recommend in my recommendations, the reason I wasn't watching anything else is I did play High on Life. You can't recommend that now. Not I'm not recommending just had it. that conversation. <laughs> I am not recommending it. Wait till t- wait okay. till I speak. We'd had conversations and I said I was really excited for it, right? There are certain aspects that are really good and really fun. The guns and the knife, it's an Australian that says the word... Can I say the word? You can say the word Australian, yeah, that's fine. No, the other one. Okay, so there's a knife that's Australian and says the word cunt every three words. And it's so funny. Because it's like... Do you know when something's so overused, it is quite funny? Um, I think it tends to become less funny when it's too overused. As in... So the knife doesn't talk often, but when it does, it uses the word so much that okay. it is funny. So, like, throughout the game, there's only actually, like, seven or eight times through the whole game that it does say it, have, like, a decent chunk of speech. Yeah. So it is quite funny. And then the guns having their own personalities and talking, and it's, it is good. And the actual gameplay itself, do you know the combat and that? Yeah. It's really interesting, quite challenging at times, and it's great. It's just some of the dialogue is like a 12-year-old trying to be funny. Yeah. That does and, not surprise me. And, like, sometimes I'm just like, shut the fuck up, let me just keep shooting for things. I feel like if Dan Harmon would have been involved, the actual story itself would have been better. Yeah. Like the premise of the the main points of the story are really good, and the combat's really good. It's just you know when you're on like side quests and just in the middle of a mission, it's just it's really tedious. Yeah, yeah. But and I, I got bored. I'm not. I don't think any of the Squanch Games games have really. This is probably me. the biggest one, and that's probably because of the premise of the different guns that are talking and the comedic value of those. That's it. They do seem to prioritise the comedy value over the actual gameplay. Like, and there's some things that are really fucking hilarious in it. Yeah. But it, it doesn't make up for all the really tedious, annoying shut the fuck up you 12 year old trying to be funny bits so i was i, I was i was disappointed 
in all honesty. Like, I, I did enjoy playing it when I was in the combat, but... Okay. And I think it proves your point that Dan Harmon is an integral part of Rick and Morty. But, yeah, like, if if they were going to lose one of them, then, yeah, I'm glad it's Justin Roiland. <laughs> <laughs> You're just and like, always, I'm like, glad he's gone. <laughs> I've always really liked Rick and Morty, but whenever I've seen Justin Roiland in interviews, he's just really, really annoyed me. Like, he, he, he just seems like an irritating prick. <laughs> anyway, the reason I brought this up is because I was going to say um, I've been watching something that I've not fallen in love with an animated show like this since I first watched Rick and Morty. And this is on... That's why you brought this up. That's that, And that made me think of Rick and Morty, and I was like, oh, we need to talk about that. Okay, fair enough. I've been watching on Disney Plus a show called Little Demon. Have you seen it? No, but I think I've seen it on like my homepage. Yeah, yeah. Have a watch of Little Demon. It stars as Satan, Danny DeVito. <laughs> right. And as the Antichrist is his daughter, Lucy DeVito. <laughs> and then it's got Aubrey Plaza as his ex, who's the mother of the Antichrist. And it is just a really fun, funny, but also, like, at times, uh, poignant series. You said Aubrey Plaza. I don't need to hear more. <laughs> I do not hear, need to hear anything more. You've mentioned the name. I'll watch whatever she's in. I think executive producers generally have very little to do with the actual content of a show, but it's worth mentioning that Dan Harmon is an executive producer on this. Okay, cool. What is the premise of the show? So uh, Chrissy, who uh, who Lucy DeVito plays, finds out that she's the Antichrist and basically it's her dad trying to sway her to the dark side and her mum trying to... Like, she, it being very... Being quite over, overbearing, trying to stop her from that. Is her mum human? Yes. But okay. uh, a witch... Okay, makes sense. Yeah, sure. It's yeah her her discovering her powers and the the devil being like the fun dad to try and sway her to his side, <laughs> and she like has every other weekend with him like visitation. You said it. You thought of this because it made you think of Rick and Morty. Only because I've not fallen in love with an animated show as much as this since I first watched Rick and Morty. That's the only reason it reminded me. Does it have? A little bit of a Rick and Morty feel. I mean, in the, it's like an adult animation. I just mean because if, really. if Dan Harmon's an executive producer, they wouldn't put in put him as an executive producer unless he'd done something. Of course, they do all the time. Stan Lee was an executive producer on just about every MCU film that was made while he was alive. He was it, in it. It doesn't he, mean he like you know he he created the character. It was his brainchild. Yeah, but like he's not had any role in the creation of the actual film. Like, it is it is usually like an honorary title. Also, there are three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven executive producers on this. Right. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I was just thinking it's really random that Dan Harmon's an executive producer when he didn't come up with the idea of the Antichrist. As far as we know. As far as we know. Are you going to edit this? So uh, this is before recommendations. This is a recommendation. 
This is a recommendation. Yeah. Okay, cool. So don't watch Justin Roiland. Watch anything Dan Harmon's slightly associated with. Actually, it's not a bad recommendation. But yeah, I am going to watch Community. Um, I promise. I promise I am. Uh, another thing I've been watching, I think the last thing that I've got to mention, also on Disney+, Plus, is... You've been watching a lot of Disney+, Plus lately. Disney+, Plus is great. Like, There's so much on there that you wouldn't expect. I don't tend to go on it to just browse. Uh, I do all the time. It's like the first one I go to a lot of the time. I always go to Netflix to browse, and then if I can't find anything on Netflix, I go on to Disney+, Plus or and then Amazon Prime. Maybe I should start browsing on Disney+, Plus a bit more. Unless I've heard that there's something good that's come to Netflix, I, I don't, I don't tend to go there first. So what? What's your other recommendation? Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Ex. That's how you spell extraordinary. Is it? Yes. I'm dyslexic, so I have no fucking clue. But I didn't think that's how you spell it. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. So extraordinary. And it's just a, it's a really funny series. It's a world where just about everybody has a superpower. Apart from the main character of the series, who is powerless. Did we talk about this off podcast? Yeah, uh, but you know, like it, it, in this world where everyone has a power, and it, it pretty much like defines who you are and what you do. That this one person having no power and trying to find her place in the world, but also she's like you know in a in her early twenties, so it also it mirrors just kind of how you feel at that sort of time of your life yeah. anyway, just trying to find your place. Um, and it's it's really funny. It's also very, very rude. <laughs> like, it is, like, if you've seen the adverts, it just makes it look kind of fun and family-friendly. It's not. <laughs> it's like, don't sit down it's definitely not to watch this. Family-friendly. Like, one of the people uh, in the show, one of the, like, minor characters... His power is that if he touches anyone, they orgasm. The main character's mum is like a typical middle-aged woman who does not know what she's doing with technology, but her power is that she can control technology. So that's like a really, really amusing like juxtaposition. Uh, But it's it's a British show. It's set in London. Okay. The main character is Irish, and it's written by an Irish woman as well. Uh, I might give that a watch. It sounds really interesting. Spoilers alert, if the answer is yes. Has she found out she's got powers yet? Do do you want to know that? If you're going to watch it? Just just nod or shake, because I feel that if she... I feel a bit of both ways. If she does get powers, it's a bit of a cop-out, but if she doesn't get powers, I'm going to be pissed off. Well, maybe just watch it. Okay, I'll watch it. Fine. You've twisted my arm! It's well worth watching. I've been recommending it to everyone. How do you get time to watch all this stuff? I don't get time to watch all this stuff. No, but you're playing more games than me. Yeah, it's true. Very true. I, I don't play games, like, every day. Apart from, like, Marvel Snap on my phone. <laughs> you're still obsessed I with Marvel Snap. play so much Marvel Snap. <laughs> and on that bombshell... Thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch, you can email notnpod at gmail.com or message us on Twitter at News of the Nerd. Obviously, the most beneficial thing you can do for us and the easiest way you can show your support is rate us on whatever pod listening device software 
crazy thingamajig you're listening on. Um, on your smart us, fridge. On give us a five-star rating on your smart fridge. No, give us a, give us a five-icicle rating on your star freezer and um, obviously tell your mums. On your star thing. freezer? Yeah. What's, what's a star freezer? Not for Wait, freezing no, stars? No, don't. <laughs> give us a five-icicle rating on your smart freezer. And as I said, tell your mums. Thank you and good night. I just say it's star freezer. Browsing the internet has become so much harder in the last few years. Like everyone wants you to allow notifications and download their app and accept cookies and all this other bullshit. You can't just you can't just scroll through a website. You've got to constantly be fighting against pop-ups. Okay, so I think you've just got older. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's got to go in bloopers. I think scrolls get imposter syndrome. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I had to mention it once. Who wouldn't want to be raised by Jonathan and Martha Kent? Why did you say that name? Who is she?